definitely human. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Four strangers have been thrown together by circumstance in rural Cumbria, 1919. Their reasons for being at this convalescent center in the woods now evaporated. The brutal and mysterious murder of a young soldier has cut through the manor, shaking our heroes to their cores. Can they make it through the horrible night, or will the terrors be too much to bear in The Infinite Bad? The Secret of Draclow Hall, Part 3 Our four heroes are in the Great Hall, coming to terms with the seriousness of their situation. Around them, the nurses and soldiers are in a ferment. Everyone looks worried and excited, the soldiers smoking and loudly debating what to do next, while the nurses bustle around, some cleaning, scurrying back and forth from the upstairs bedroom to clean the bloody mess while others try to herd the soldiers towards their beds with limited success. Nurse Maynard, who discovered the body, smooths her rumpled uniform again and again, the simple action helping to steady her shaking hands and soothe her frayed nerves. She takes a deep breath and timidly steps towards the four guests, her gaze avoiding the twinkling friendliness of Sebastian's eyes. Ah, good. Hello! I wave. Uh, she's still wringing her hands nervously and she says, I'm terribly sorry, but I think we're trying to get everyone everyone into their beds now. I think that the best the best thing right now would be for everyone to just just calm down and, and take a good night's rest and then we can sort it all out in the morning. And no. I sort of smile and nod reassuringly. No, I won't be doing that. <laughs> uh, she's still a bit terrified of you from the, the encounter that you had with her in the bedroom upstairs. So she doesn't really even look at you except darting terrified glances when she needs to address a word or two to you. But mostly she's addressing the rest of you. And she says, we've got lovely warm beds. Uh, we set the soldiers up out, uh, here in the nursery area. We've converted it into, into a ward. But, but for you, we've got, we've got some of the bedrooms up on the second floor or perhaps even the third floor. If, if, if sleeping on the second floor is a bit, is a bit gruesome now considering what's happened there. Uh, but, but yes, uh, to bed, to bed, all of you. 
Here's Maynard. We'll we'll be along to bed presently. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'll just I'll just go tell Nurse Ackland that. Okay, and she bustles off. I was lying though. Okay, that is... <laughs> we all nod and wink, <laughs> tapping our noses. I, I, want I say that was a good lie, Dorothy. Oh, thank Very you, clever. Sir. Very clever. I want to look for Arthur Watson. Okay, you're looking around. All the other soldiers that you saw at dinner are there. Make a perception check. Twenty. Three. Six. <laughs> Six. Okay. So, uh, I assume with 20 I can see everything. You can see everything <laughs> forwards and backwards through time. Um, yeah, so uh, the rest of you are maybe slightly shorter and you're a bit lost in the crowd a little bit, but Sebastian, you, you, you stand a half a head taller than most of the nurses around you. So I, I you hold have... my hands over my eyes as if they were binoculars <laughs> and the room. Uh, so Cornelia may have mentioned something about wondering where Arthur Watson was. So you you've got uh, an eye out for him. You don't see him anywhere. Uh, no one seems to be asking after him. Also, you notice that uh, something strikes you in the moment as you you have this moment of insight uh, that there is no man with gauze covering his head here. But you definitely saw a man with gauze covering his head on the third floor as your car approached the manor. Hmm. I guess. <laughs> I guess I mentioned that to my my yeah. motley crew, <laughs> my associates. Well, that is curious, but I suppose his injuries might be severe enough that he's unable to leave his room. Although I don't know why he would then be standing at the window. Yes. I suggest we go up to the third floor to look for this man. You think he could be our killer? Maybe in disguise of some kind? It's very mysterious. Yes, mysterious. Yes, mysterious. <laughs> I think we can all agree. It's certainly mysterious. mysterious. So yeah. the nurses are now having some success uh, escorting and shooing the, the, the soldiers back towards the bunks, uh, somewhat reluctantly. Uh, a couple of them look in your direction wonderingly, questioningly. Uh, they know that there's not enough space, especially for three ladies to, to sleep in their ward. Um, but they, they don't exactly know what's what's going on with you, to be honest. They didn't really even speak much to you at dinner. Is it possible for us to sort of slip away unnoticed if we want to go exploring? Uh, I'm not worried about being unnoticed. I stride up to the third floor. I sort of look around to see if there's like a clever way that I can sort of slip out. And then when I turn back and see the Cornelia is already, I sort of... Stomping up the stairs. <laughs> sort of half jog after her. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so who is trying to make a stealth check here? Is anyone trying to sneak or is everyone just happy to I'm follow? I'm trying to sneak. Okay. I think I'm just going to follow the other two, to be honest. Okay, cool. So, so you make a stealth just check. Like goes back into the shadows. <laughs> melts into the shadows. Yeah, yeah. I want to be unseen from here on. Okay. Six. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, the, the couple of nurses that were there, uh, you don't really find a good area of shadow to, to hide yourself in, but you can see that the nurses around are even more distracted, and so they don't really even pay attention to you. They barely cast a glance up to Cornelia. She's stomping up the stairs, and they just you can tell they're just assuming someone else is going to take care of that, and they kind of go about their business. Uh, so, yeah, you can go, and you don't think anyone's seen you go. They've seen them go, though. Nice. So we're we going up to the third. Yeah, I want to go to where we saw the man 
Pickles. Was he on the third floor? He was on the third floor, yeah. Okay, so you go up the stairs, um, and then on the second floor, you need to wind your way through a couple of the bed chambers, including you can see the four lovely bed chambers that have been laid out for you. Uh, But past that, you can go up a side set of stairs that would take you up to the third floor. Mm -hmm. The third floor looks almost completely disused. There are uh, pieces of furniture, you assume to be pieces of furniture, covered in vast white cloths, uh, thick with dust. Uh, you can see there doesn't appear to be much foot traffic through here. Everything is covered with this kind of thick layer of dust. Uh, and you can approach where you believe the man was standing uh, when you approached the manor. And it's just a huge long gallery lined with windows. You assume there might have been some sort of formal function taking place here at some point in the past. But now it is entirely empty except for a couple of stacks of dusty chairs uh, in various corners of the room. So you're now standing exactly where the man was. You can see nothing around you, though, and all you can hear are the faint sounds of the nurses packing up two floors below. So what was he doing, this man, like, when we saw him? He was literally just peering down at you. Is there any other way in or out of the room, like any other doors or passageways leading off in the other direction from where we came? Yep, there's there's, uh, a couple, yeah. So you've come from one direction, uh, and you've gone through what looked like it used to be a couple of bed chambers and a small uh, library slash gallery thing with a couple of windows and uh, presumably a room where the ladies could receive their lady friends at some point. Uh, there is another passage that goes into a large chamber, not quite as large as the long gallery that you were in. Uh, and this room looks to have been some sort of smoking room or some sort of receiving room for another set of friends. Uh, but every again, everything is covered with this thick layer of dust. All the pieces of furniture are covered with cloths. I'd like to check out the smoking room and see if, I don't know, maybe peer under some cloths and just kind of get an idea of the space. Mm, Okay. Uh, Make an uh, wisdom check. A one. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. As you lift one of the heavy cloths, uh, it shakes off a huge cloud of dust and you start coughing and sneezing. Not stealth. Yeah, extremely loudly. Uh, and in fact, you can you can hear from downstairs, Nurse Ackland is calling out and saying, "Someone, someone's on the third floor. Fetch them!" Oh, I come no. running in because I think that you're in danger. I'm like, Are you okay? <laughs> What's going on? Oh yes, I'm fine. I'm so sorry. What did you do? <laughs> I was just looking for evidence. Oh. I wanted to find evidence of our killer. Should we hide? We needn't hide. We've done nothing wrong. Actually, we have done something wrong, Miss, Mrs. Uh, Cornelia. Uh, <laughs> we're not supposed to be up on here, and we probably shouldn't be investigating this crime. It's a job for the police. Is there any Did other the way? nurse say that we could sleep on the third floor if we wanted? Yeah, well, our chambers are mm. back the other way. They've so prepared chambers on the second floor. Yeah, but they said we could if yeah, we wanted. They'll, they'll... So that'll be our excuse. That's a good good plan. Okay, so now uh, Nurse Ackland herself uh, steps up. She's smoothing out her apron. She's clearly been working quite hard on the first floor. And she says, I really must insist that you you all prepare yourselves to to, to go to bed. Uh, I'm going to attempt to uh, persuade her that we are, you know, going to bed or whatever. Okay. And that uh, we are on our way. (laughs) That she can just... No need to worry. Message received. She can go back and do her. It's a ten. A ten. Okay. Uh, so 
she looks at you evenly and she says, I'm afraid I must insist. You may sleep on the third floor. We will have one of these rooms made up for you. We don't have enough bed chambers for each of you to have a separate room. So I shall insist that the ladies sleep in one and you, sir, may sleep in the other. But I would really prefer if you could sleep on the second floor where our very hardworking nurses have made up bedrooms for you. I like the air up here. <laughs> I believe I shall sleep on the third floor. <laughs> I'll join you. I guess we're doing that, yes. <laughs> third floor. Okay. Uh, Nurse Ackland looks at each of you in turn and then gives a heavy sigh. And she says, very well. And she she uh, personally goes and starts clearing out, taking off some of the sheets, sloughing off the dust. Uh, oh, I want to look at the rest of the yeah. floor while she's doing that. Okay. Uh, I turn to her and say, well, I suppose I'll be on the second floor. Hope you ladies have a nice night. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, uh, and what do you do? Is there anywhere that isn't covered in dust already? Like so anything on this floor that looks like it's been used mm. recently? Any marks in mm. the dust? Make an investigation check. One. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <Dust>. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're so we never, we're never going to find this murderer. <laughs> So uh, you start going towards the room where Joy was, uh, but you get turned around and lost, actually, and you end up on the second floor. You stumble into a room and see blood on the floor, and you're like, oh, my God, a second murder? And then you realize that it's, the it's the same room. So I, just, I didn't notice that I was going downstairs. No, no, you were in, you were in a complete, like... Uh, Days. I'm like opening a door into my room on the second floor when Dorothy comes down. I'm like, what, what are you doing down here now? Am I, am I on the right floor? <laughs> Do I see any marks in the dust? I'm going to try and investigate. Yeah, go well. for it. Go for it. 11. Okay. Uh, you can see that there, there's very, very heavy dust in the main long gallery, and you can see that there are footprints here. So someone did pass here. It wasn't an apparition or anything. Can I follow the footsteps? Uh, you can, but after a few steps, uh, they go to a carpeted room, and there's no telling anymore. Hmm. Okay. I'd like to ask the nurse if anybody comes up onto the third floor. Mm. Well, she says, ah... I shouldn't think there'd be any reason for them to, as she's shaking off the sheets and starting to smooth out the blankets on your room. There should be no reason. Uh, the, the patients can have free reign of the grounds. They can go outside. They can uh, go for walks, constitutionals. There should be no reason to come up to this dusty expanse at all. Can't imagine why someone would. She looks pointedly. <laughs> I go to my bedchamber on the second floor and go to bed, I think. <laughs> No, second. <laughs> I have one, it's made up. <laughs> I say goodnight to Nurse Ackland. <laughs> okay, uh, she, with very strained politeness, bids you goodnight as well. I'd like to sneak away. Can I roll to see if I can... <laughs> For no reason. Yeah, I just want to sneak away. I want to do more investigating. And Is there any other in the room... Is there any other way in or out, or is it just that small staircase that leads up to the third floor? There's no other way. Uh, there's the there's two staircases at either okay. end. So there's the one that you've come up, and that one leads directly into the bedchamber that Nurse Ackland's making. There's another staircase that Dorothy discovered when she got turned around. She assumed that it was like going down to a mezzanine or something, but it was actually going down to the second floor. Okay. So we've kind of checked it all out then. 
I mean, there's a funny Arthur, which we didn't do. Or but won't Arthur be in bed now? Yeah, well, he wasn't there earlier, was he? Mm, you didn't see him. Around. Um, yeah, well, maybe I'd like to go off and try and find Arthur again, just to like, see what he's up to. Okay. Are you guys going together, or are you going well, solo? I guess <laughs> I'll uh, make if I'm going to bed, so that they see me doing that. And then when the commotion dies down, I'll go out and jump. Join, uh, join. Mm-hmm. And I tell them what I'm doing. I think I'll I'll do the same. Yeah. That sounds very sensible. Okay. Uh, so you all, all three of you are going to bed. You're stay. You're kind of sneaking away, so you never yeah. have to be in bed. I want to watch the commotion. I think and think that that is the plan. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So make a stealth check, Joy. Come on. Ten. Ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, so as you're trying to tiptoe away, Nurse Ackland does see you. And she turns around and she says, Excuse me, young lady, where do you think you're going? I have been preparing this bedroom. I've prepared two bedrooms for you now, and I insist <laughs> that you sleep in one of them. <laughs> Sorry, Nurse Ackland, of course, I will stay here. Okay, great. Now all of you are in bed, some more wakefully than others. Uh, make constitution checks. Okay. 17. 11. 3. 15. Okay. So uh, you have wanted to go to sleep, so you are asleep. Uh, the two of you feel this kind of wave of torpor sweep over you. And although you were trying to use, clutching onto the coverage, looking up at the ceiling, waiting for the commotion to go down, the sounds of the slowly dimming commotion uh, and everyone settling into sleep drifts you off to sleep as well. Cornelia, you, however, are still rolling around the comments that Sebastian said to you at dinner and you've just worked yourself up into this <laughs> quivering indignation that is refused. You can feel the sleep cre- creeping up on you, but you bat it back with your sense of righteousness. I'm um, sleeping like a baby, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you are. <laughs> big, happy smile on my face. Um, so you, if you want to be, you're still awake. Cool. Can I hear any movement outside? Is everyone gone to bed? Uh, everyone seems to have gone to bed. You can hear the lonely ticking of a soul grandfather clock one floor below. God, is it even worth me investigating <laughs> anything now? Um, it was such a good plan. <laughs> Until everyone fell asleep. Sorry. <clears throat> can you wake the others up? Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, I think I would, because I don't know if they're asleep, I would, like... Yeah. Walk into their room, Continue expecting them to be like, right, let's go. <laughs> Joy first. Okay, so uh, you've gone to bed in the third floor, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we all, all go to bed on the same floor. <laughs> so make a stealth check. Three. Okay, uh, so you start clumping your way up to the third floor. <laughs> Uh, You can hear a a, a latch opening, a door opening on the first floor, uh, and uh, soon enough, Nurse Ackland comes up again. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, sorry, I was just going to my bedroom on the third floor. (laughs) Oh, good night. (laughs) I go to my bedroom on the third floor. (laughs) Guess I'm sleeping up there tonight. Uh, Nurse Ackland looks just uh, speechless at this display. Um, she just 
quivers her head and bobs and then whips around and goes back downstairs and says, next time I shall be bringing Tom straight up. Are so, you, is there going to be a next time? Are you? No, I think I'm going to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had enough of this, uh, this circus. <laughs> you all drift into sleep after a stressful evening. Uh, all of you make a just a simple die roll and tell me your number. Eleven. Three. Nine. Twelve. Okay, Cornelian. So you. This night, uh, the rest of you are in a slightly restless but otherwise uneventful slumber. However, you, Cornelium, you have a dream as you're sleeping and you see uh, impressions of the manner that you're in. You're kind of floating around, looking at it from a slightly elevated position within the rooms, drifting from room to room. Uh, and then your attention fixes on something beyond the window. It's beyond the window in the room of the dead soldier now. You see a man, he's naked, completely naked, and he's wearing a fox mask. He's wearing, a, like, like out of a carnival almost, but it covers his entire face. It's incredibly realistic, like it might be the actual face of a fox skinned and, and, and pressed over his, his features. He's lurking at the edge of the forest, pacing back and forth, uh, his, his naked calves kind of uh, going wet with the grass below. And his eyes, you can see his black eyes are fixed on you, from maybe a 10 minutes walk away, hundreds of feet away, you can you know that his black eyes are fixed on you while you look at him through the window. And you're aware at this point, even though you're looking at him, you're aware of the sense of vulnerability because you know that you're asleep, but you can still see his eyes are trained on you and fixed on you. And this sense of creeping fear starts to surge through you. And as it almost crests and peaks, he slips back into the foliage. Uh, and, and there's just the sound of the rain on the grass below. At this point, you start awake and you you turn around and you see this vast shadow looming over you. Uh, you see a moist nose and heavy animal breath. And you see the full grown stag deer is in your room uh, looking down at you. I scream very loudly. <laughs> very make, loudly. <laughs> <make> <laughs> Make a uh, wisdom check, firstly. Need I bother? <laughs> <laughs> 17. 17, okay. Uh, your, your screaming itself is, is a kind of form of immediate therapy. <laughs> you, you gain 15 dread uh, from this horrific sight. Uh, so you start screaming, you immediately wake up, and you see that there is this, this stag looking down at Cornelia while she's in her bed. Uh, you guys make perception checks at advantage, so roll two dice and get the higher one for me. Three. Twelve. Uh, the higher one, though. Is that a seven, right? Uh, that's a one. Is oh, it? Oh, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, you're right, it's a seven, sorry. And you got? A twelve. A twelve. So, yeah, both of you actually managed to wake up from the piercing sound of this scream. Uh, as soon as you start screaming... Uh, the stag, you can see, starts bucking up on its legs and bucking forward like it's it's gone berserk or something. Um, roll for initiative, you two. Fifteen. Two. You, can I change this dice, please? <laughs> <laughs> this one, yeah. Okay. Joy, it's going to be you, and then the stag, and then Cornelia. I jump up onto the bed um, and scream, and hold my pillow up against me in some form of protection from its giant antlers 
um, thinking of what to do to protect Cornelia. <laughs> okay. Uh, and now the stag... Actually, I need you guys to roll initiative as well, so I know that when you're acting. 13. 18. Okay. So now the stag is still bucking, uh, but it's whirling around his head dangerously, and Cornelia... You manage to uh, to shrink back under the covers even further as you're still screaming through the covers. Um, but the stag's antlers whiz over your head harmlessly for now. Uh, now it is your turn. What would you wish to do? Um, Joy is there. Mm-hmm. She uh, stood up on the bed with a okay. pillow. Okay, I'm going to run. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm going to... Um... I'm going to run out the door. Okay. <laughs> Please, is what I'd like to do. Yep, okay. Uh, so make a dexterity check for me. 18. 18, wow. <laughs> this dice, this is good. <laughs> I found it. Uh, you slide out of the bed <laughs> with with incredible grace and aplomb, uh, landing on the balls Not of your feet. my first time running away, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you. Uh, landing on the balls of your feet, you spring out the door. Uh, the stag whirls its head around to you and makes a this almost low, roaring, rutting sound, and it charges towards you. And you're out the door, though, as its its antlers get caught in the door frame. Uh, it, it shakes its head loose again and snorts at you as you can see you beyond the door frame. Uh, now, Sebastian, uh, how? Close. I suppose I have to run all the way upstairs. It's and... quite close. It will take you maybe ten seconds to do that. Okay, but well, that's what I do. I run towards the action, towards okay. the screaming. Am I still able to do anything when I get there, or do I have to wait? To the next it depends time? what you want to do. So you can run up the stairs uh, in your in your whatever night clothes. I'm uh, naked. Naked. Fully naked. <laughs> I'm fully naked. <laughs> Swinging in the wind, and <laughs> you can see Cornelia is on the other side of the door frame on on the steps, basically. And now you can see. I the say, source don't of worry, I'm coming. safe. <laughs> can I see the stag, or does it kind of? You now see the stag. Uh, you're taken aback. You have no idea what a stag is doing in, in the room, but you can see that there's a stag in the room staring beadily at Cornelia, and behind you can see Joy on the bed with a pillow held up. Okay. After my initial sort of being taken aback, I punch the stag in the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, make an attack. That is a ten. A ten. Okay, so you line up your fist and you punch the stag right in the bridge of the nose. Uh, unfortunately, this is the bit you, you've, you've not aimed it quite right. Uh, this is the bit of its face that it uses to fight with. Um, so you're, although you're, no, that's what I was aiming for. I was <laughs> You slam your fist into it, uh, and unfortunately, you don't think it's done any damage. It's just the stag, I think, now thinks that you have challenged it to a mating duel. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> so, but what does happen is the stag turns its attention to you instead of Cornelia. Perfect. Uh, Joy, it's you again. I reach for my gun mm-hmm. inside my jacket and aim for its head. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Make an attack. Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you take your gun out, uh, but the springiness of the bed that you're on kind of sends your aim careening across the room. You fire off a shot, uh, and it goes through the room, out the door, and breaks one of the windows uh, in the high gallery near where the man was standing when you came in. Uh, you can suddenly hear the storm blowing in, shards of glass start spreading through the floor, uh, but nothing else happens. Dorothy. 
Is there, there's only one exit to this room? So there's two exits. Uh, there's the one exit that goes back down the stairs where Cornelia mm-hmm. and Sebastian has just gone through. And there's the back exit, which is where her bullet went through, basically. And that leads back into the long gallery. Okay. So I feel like maybe I'm trying to convince... I go upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then I think I try to convince Joy that she should just leave by the other exit because it doesn't seem like the stag is able to fit through the door. So as long as we're all not in the same room with the stag, I feel like we're fine. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, but... I yeah, no, you can just go up and, and tell her that. I think you should leave by the other door. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes, I'm coming. <laughs> okay, uh, now it is the stag. Uh, the stag is... Let's see who the stag targets. Okay, uh, the stag is frightened by your shot, um, and kind of you can see that it's n- n- eyeing you nervously out of the corner of its uh, of its vision, but then turns back to you, Sebastian, uh, the challenger, and <laughs> runs at you. Okay, so uh, as it runs at you, you set yourself and to not in- intent on not backing down from this challenge. You try to grasp his horns as it charges at you. Uh, however, in doing so, you are knocked bodily back into the into the wall on the other end. Um, the curtain drops down on top of you from the force of you being slammed into the wall. Uh, your one, your hands are, are rubbed raw from holding onto its horns, uh, and the stag paws at you with its hooves. You take three points of damage. So then I just write down. Yeah. Just so whatever like your hit point total is, so, yeah. Uh, okay, Cornelia. I want to go through the house calling Stag! <laughs> stag! Okay. There's a stag in here! <laughs> what kind of place are you running? <laughs> as, you, as you're running, screaming through the house, you do notice that uh, a couple of the nurses come out, and Nurse Ackland at first thinks that you're just causing another ruckus. <laughs> uh, and she says, well, honestly, I just don't understand anymore. Uh, and she's brought Tom with her now, in fact, uh, Tom has come up looking severe, but now that he hears the sounds of the kind of uh, groaning sounds of the stag from the third floor, and he sees he hears Sebastian's battle cries in response, uh, he understands that something's actually up here. Uh, you see Tom slips a gun out of his coat pocket and steps up purposefully and he says, what is it, is it a robber? A robber? Stag! I think I made myself perfectly clear. Uh, he, he thinks you're hysterical and he says, sit down woman, I'll take care of the robber. Stop! <laughs> uh, you're up again. <laughs> I'm just sort of, oh no, oh no. I'd like to uh, attempt to sort of punch it again. Okay, <laughs> yeah. With the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe an uppercut this time. Uh, this one? Yep. Yep. 17. That's a hit. Uh, so roll a d4 for damage. Thank you. Mm. I don't understand. I remember. One. A one. Okay. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> it's a glancing blow, uh, but your but your enormous strength and bulk make it actually hit harder than, than you initially might have thought. Uh, you hit with just the first two knuckles of your fist, but you do manage to throw this lancing uppercut. Uh, the whole stag's face moves upwards um, as it yelps out in pain. Uh, takes a step back and starts pawing the carpeted floor again, looking at you, sizing you up for another charge. You manage to take the opportunity to throw the curtain off you, uh, almost like a, a bullfighter who's tired of the spectacle and has thrown his cape aside uh, and is about to face the bull head on. Spit on the ground and look at him. <laughs> uh, joy. 
You're up. Okay, so I shout to Sebastian to move out the way. I'm going to try and take another shot, and I aim at the hide of the stag. Okay, great. Uh, make your shot. 19. Okay, that's definitely a hit. Roll 2d6 for damage. Two Six and a three. Oh, nine. Okay, great. Uh, your shot rings out once again, and this time it finds its mark. Uh, you hit it in the rump, but you can see that the bullet lances through and emerges at the, the shoulder of the deer. Uh, it rears up and looks just a moment of panic for a second before it collapses on its side uh, onto the bed that you were sleeping on, Cornelia. The antler skewering the pillow that you were resting your head on not a moment before. Uh, and it kind of, the, 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 the fine silk sheets offer little traction. And so the corpse, as it's making its final death twitches, slides off the bed and pours the air ineffectually before it becomes still. It's sort of look at Joy and sort of... <laughs> bit overkill, wasn't it? <laughs> the final death knell of the stag leaves Draclo in silence. But outside in the heart of the woods... A beat still pulses. There is life there, or something like it. A flickering light, the rhythm of blood, the throbbing of hunger. If this isn't life in the woods, then what is it that watches from the darkness? You've been listening to The Secret of Draclo Hall. Written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling. With music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton. I am Giorgio Mariani, Games Master. You can follow The Infinite Bad, as well as our other podcast shows, on Twitter at HumanDefinitely and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Definitely Human. The Infinite Bad is a Definitely Human production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.